0: talks about entertainment, sports, music, and inspirational stories for all to enjoy. We're glad that you could join us today. Please sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Now, here is your host, Albert Pineda.
1: Welcome, everybody, to the Casting for Fun podcast. I am your host, Albert Pineda, and Merry Christmas to all the listeners. I hope everyone's having a wonderful Christmas season and that you're enjoying time with friends and family and loved ones and just enjoying the the spirit of the season. Or just having fun, uh, whatever it is that you're doing. Uh, So my daughter Avery wants to say hello. Come say hi. Hello. What do you want to say to everybody? Merry Christmas to Buddy. (laughs) Merry Christmas, everyone. That's my daughter Avery. So uh, for this week's episode of the Casting for Fun podcast, I'm going to be having on two very special guests. Jill and Rich Stewart they're very amazing wonderful couple who are going to share their their thoughts on Christmas what it means to them and their experiences uh, traveling around the world living in various parts of the country their careers it's a really fun conversation and I'm glad I got to spend uh, uh, a part of the the casting for fun podcast having a conversation with them Uh, before I get to my interview with the stewards uh, I I know that when I have special guests on the the Uh, There are new listeners who are probably listening specifically for the guests. So I imagine there's people coming on listening to this episode who are here specifically for Jill and Rich. That being the case, I don't want to spend too much time talking about my stuff, (laughs) but just really briefly, I would do want to acknowledge and mention the the World Cup final just occurred this past weekend. Argentina won in a thriller against France. And if you remember about a month ago, I, I recorded a podcast with my good friend, Ryan Ferrante, where we discussed the fact that. Uh, the FIFA video game by Electronic Arts had predicted, I had run a simulation and predicted that Argentina was going to win. So that was pretty cool to see that. Um, and the game was exciting and fun. Uh, it was really, really great. Uh, and it's awesome to see Messi win his uh, first World Cup and probably his last, because I imagine with his age, he's probably not going to be playing anymore. In fact, I think he already announced that he won't be part of a World Cup in 2026. So it was a fun month of soccer. And yeah, it was really great. Okay, here we go. This is my conversation with Jill and Rich Stewart uh, discussing the Christmas holiday season. Join me now on the Casting for Fun podcast with two very special guests, dear friends of mine, Jill and Rich Stewart. Jill, Rich, how are you both doing tonight? Hey Albert. Hey. Doing great. Yep,
2: awesome. doing good.
1: Very good, very good. And Merry Christmas to you both. Well, Merry Same Christmas to too. you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. So my podcast has really just been for fun. I think it's kind of interesting and cool. Like if people are driving on their commute to, to listen to stuff uh, and it's great that we have the technology that anybody who wants to can actually just record and post it on the internet for people to hear. Mm-hmm. So, so again, this is purely entertainment stuff, but sometimes we, we get into conversations about inspirational and great stuff like that. So however the conversation flows, great. Uh, I do have specific questions for you both, but also mostly kind of related to Christmas as well. Awesome,
2: sounds good. It's a good topic, Albert.
1: Okay, very cool, very cool. And then, of course, I want to get into some of your discussions about travels because I've heard from Allison you guys have had some really fascinating travel destinations. I kind of want to talk about that as well, and then your love of Disneyland too. So, <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh yeah, there's that too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> very cool. So I don't think I know, but uh, where did you both grow up, and how did you meet?
2: Go ahead,
1: Jill. You go first.
0: Well, I grew up in Arizona, uh-huh. in the Phoenix area, Tempe, actually. Oh,
3: okay. Pacific.
0: Okay. Yeah. And uh, Rich grew up in Las Vegas.
3: Oh, very good. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. So we both went to a little school called Brigham Young University,
3: uh-huh.
0: <laughs> which is where we met. Uh-huh. <laughs> and... uh yeah uh we got married we ended up moving back to las vegas um where rich started working there and then um, we've moved several times since then um just for jobs basically
2: yeah we moved uh so we lived there for i think like seven years Mm -hmm. and then we had we had one well we had two kids when we moved we moved to louisiana Mm-hmm. And we lived there for 20 years. But uh, Jill was, I think when I moved there, she was eight months pregnant. Yeah. And so she had the baby in Vegas. And then six weeks later, moved the all the kids and her, came out to Louisiana. So that was it. And then from there, we went to Pittsburgh and then from Pittsburgh here to California. So we've been from one end of the country to the other.
1: Oh, very cool. Very cool. So
2: so you mentioned it was
1: mostly because of uh, work scenarios that was kind of taking Mm -hmm. you around the country, right? And if I'm not mistaken, Rich, you work in human resources for a company and Jill, you're a personal trainer. Is that right? Yes. Okay, so can you reflect a little more on on how your careers have shaped you both as people and if you have any Christmas related stories to your respective careers?
0: Yeah.
2: So Jill keeps me in shape. She whoops she whoops on me quite a bit as a personal trainer.
0: That's not true. (laughs) No, it's not true.
2: She's hard to keep up with. But uh, anyways, yeah. So no, my job, so yeah, in human resources. So when we lived in Vegas, I mean I had a few jobs, you know, while we were waiting for Jill to graduate from college. And then uh, we moved to Vegas and I, I didn't really have a job. I I had a degree in psychology. And so it was like, what are you going to do with that? And I think that's what Jill's dad said when before we got married, like, how are you going to support her with a college psychology degree? (laughs) I was like, I don't know. I'll figure out a way. So anyway, so when we moved there, I was delivering pizzas for Domino's. uh, So did that for a while and we were house sitting. And that's how we actually got back to Vegas after Jill graduated was uh, we were we house set for I think it was like six weeks. And we house set for these people. They had turtles, so we had to take care of their turtles. And it was it was cool. It was fun. It was kind of strange. They, but we did that. And then um, I worked at, got a job at Caesars Palace, actually. Oh, okay. And, yeah, in their HR department. And worked there for about six years. And, um, and then from there, went to work for a hospital in Las Vegas, Sunrise Hospital, and worked there for about six months. And then uh, somebody I had worked with before was doing consulting in Louisiana and called me and said, you need to come out here. There's this really cool um, Indian casino that they just opened and they really need a good HR guy. So you should come out. And I was like, where is Louisiana? I don't even know where that is. (laughs) So we kind of, you know, didn't really want to go. But uh, after a couple of I guess my friend calling me a couple of times and saying, no, seriously, you need to come out, came out, looked at the job. It was really an amazing opportunity. Um, Jill was super excited about it. Mm, No, not true. Yeah. Uh, But, but she being the awesome person, she is, stuck with me and out came all the kids and we lived there for 20 years and, and really enjoyed ourselves, made some great friends and, learned a whole different culture in the south than we were used to being desert rats (laughs) that was pretty fun i mean we had a really good time lots of good friends great food uh it was just really an adventure and we were far away from family so you know it was just us in a lot of ways and the friends that we made while we were there so pretty cool
1: oh very good very good and what has your experience been like then jill for you being a personal trainer
0: well that is actually something that I started more recently
3: oh okay so yeah
0: yeah so um I I have always since we got married I've always been like an exercise instructor like a group exercise instructor back <clears throat> in the day it was aerobics you know uh-huh. um, and then it's kind of changed over over time <clears throat> but everywhere we've lived I've I've' um, you know, taught group exercise, but it wasn't until like about four years ago living here. Um, well, no, that's not even true. Not four years ago, less than that. Right before COVID I actually started um, becoming interested in being a personal trainer. And then of course COVID hit, mm-hmm. which was a little devastating for the health club, you know, industry. Mm-hmm. And um so I, so I kind of put that on hold a little bit and I've really only been doing it since that part of it, since, um, we reopened, you know, the club that I work at and, um, doing that, but I really love it. So it hasn't really taken us from place to place, mostly for his yeah. job, but, yeah. um, My fault. <laughs> but it's something that I, that I really, really love because it's a little, I get to know people a little bit better. I get to see, you know, improvement in their in their lives, and the, um, you know, the way that they feel about themselves. So it's uh, it's been a really great opportunity. So yeah.
1: Oh, awesome! Sounds really, really good. Sounds like it's a very worthwhile experience too to yes. transform their lives, which is really, really great and cool. And you can keep yourself active and fit too. So.
0: Absolutely. That's that's why I do. That's why I started like teaching it was to keep myself, uh, in shape more than anything else.
1: Uh (laughs) So, very cool. Well, it is interesting that you, you have your job working at Caesars as a, uh, uh, HR representatives. So I guess you weren't just uh, making that up. That he actually did work for a casino, which is kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. I,
3: oh yeah. Well,
0: and that's what he did when he moved to you know Louisiana and Pittsburgh.
1: Yeah. <laughs> all casinos.
0: He worked at a lot of casinos.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, very good, very good. So, I wanted to ask you both about your time in New Orleans. Uh, I, I got to visit 12 years ago uh, for for a concert. Uh, uh, so, I got to spend a lot of time hanging out at the French Quarter which was really cool getting seeing the sites there and try some of the food as well. But I guess for the amount of time that you guys got to spend there, I mean, you really got immersed into the culture, Southern culture. So I guess what I wanted to ask you was how would you compare Christmas there versus other places in the country where you've lived?
0: Um, I mean, I think one thing that I'll say is there's just a very, in Louisiana, there they are a God-fearing people. (laughs) So they are, they, I mean, they, they, you know, love Christmas. Um, I don't know if I feel like it was, you know, super different from other places that we've lived, but they definitely, there's a lot of people who, um, you know, have a strong belief in, in, you know, Christ and, um so I mean as far as Christmas goes I mean I think you had a lot of you know believers or whatever Mm -hmm. um but uh I don't know what would you is there anything you can think of that was like really different there no
2: I don't know if I would say different as much as in just one thing we didn't actually live in New Orleans oh okay we lived in a city called uh, Lafayette which is I don't know what an hour, 2 hours? 2 hours. 2,
0: two hours. hours. Well, it was 2 hours of um from New Orleans. It was about an hour west of Baton Rouge. But uh-huh. we did we did get to New Orleans quite a bit. Yeah,
2: we yeah. did go quite a bit. Yeah. But I think, you know, for me Christmas was always just kind of a nice time. There's a lot of celebrations, lots of family activities, um, friends got together um at church we would do a lot of things uh, there as a as a church group and that was nice but I think the neighborhoods a lot of people just really celebrated and you really did feel the spirit of Christmas if you will there so that made it fun it was great for the kids I think um but yeah I don't know that there's anything really that different I mean you know we had Santa Claus so, <laughs> so it was okay but no but uh it, it was just a nice family time. And I think that was just sort of the South for me is it was really family friendly where we lived um, and people just kind of took care of each other. So it was really cool that way.
1: Oh, okay. Very good. Very good. Was there any particular cuisines that you really enjoyed then? Uh, when I was there, I got to try oh. Cajun and I thought was, that was really excellent. <laughs> yes. And then even just your basic fried chicken, anywhere you can get fried chicken. was just really- <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well
0: definitely the big thing I think for us, and we noticed this right away when we got there. I mean, gumbo was just cute. And I mean Rich actually learned how to make gumbo there. so he makes a really good gumbo. now oh, awesome. <laughs> yes. Awesome. next time he makes some, we'll yeah. have to,
3: we'll have to give have, you some. yeah, we'll
0: have to give you some so you can try it. but
1: oh perfect. that'd um, be great.
0: And and the funny thing is 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 that the men were really into the cooking there which I, I really liked that. Yeah. <laughs> the men liked it. Yeah. yeah. And they would do that. they would, they were really proud of their, of their gumbo and their jambalaya and all of that kind of stuff. Like they really got into the cooking and these uh, little Cajun men were the ones that, you know, taught him how to make it. So yeah, that was kind of cool.
2: So, so I got to tell you a story about this because, you know, so, I remember when we had been down there and and I met this guy, this Cajun guy, last name is uh, Broussard and um, became really good friends with him and his family. But he invited me to go out to his camp and i had been living down there not very long in Louisiana. So he says, hey, we're going to go out to the camp. Would you like to go? So I'm thinking, oh, cool. We're going to go camping. So I went to the store. I bought a sleeping pad. I got all this camping gear, loaded my pack up. And then, of course, it's tons of marsh out there. So he's like, we'll be camping out or we're going to the camp out in the marsh. And so we went, we went after work. We got out there. It was really late. It was like a three hour drive. I'm like, where are we going? And we got out there and we, we park and there's this big sand dune. And he's like, we have to go over this sand dune. And I'm thinking, man, where is this camp? So we hiked up through this. It was real dark. We hiked over this hill And there was this massive like house up on stilts with electricity and everything out in the middle of nowhere. (laughs) We went inside and um, they had electricity and there was a big screen TV. They had the air conditioner on. And I mean, you looked around, it was like, where do they even get power? But when you go to Louisiana and you go out to these, what they call camps, they're like big old houses and they just, and you walk in and what Joe was saying about the Cajun men do the cooking. So you go to these camps and these guys are out there, these old Cajun guys, and they're making like jambalaya. They got gumbo going. You go out and you- Frying eat, up fish. Frying up fish. So you get, you know, the running jug lines and then you have fresh fish and you fry it fresh and eat it right out of the of the fryer. And uh, you crab and you do all this stuff in the food. I mean, there is like- no comparison it's like so awesome but it was pretty funny I thought we were actually going camping I had brought my backpack and thought we were gonna hike into a camp somewhere they kind of made fun of me when I got into the into the house that was the camp and they're like what is all that for <laughs> like I don't know I just thought we we're going camping <laughs> so they, they, they made fun of me for a while for that one.
3: But Oh, it was, that's really cool yeah very
0: so nice very
1: nice.
2: You know, it's cool. kind of funny
1: going to what you had mentioned, Jill, about the the uh, uh, Cajun men. It, it, my impression was that su- the Southerners, Southern men were very chivalrous or very chivalrous and, you know, very gentlemanly, I guess, as it were. Uh, I maybe putting the rest of us to shame. So the fact that they do know how to cook very exquisite meals. But <laughs> so that is a pretty cool thing. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs>
3: mm-hmm.
1: Very nice. So I wanted to ask you about mm-hmm. travel destinations. So as you mentioned, you've gotten to live in various parts of the United States, but you've also got to visit some pretty awesome locations in Europe, from what I heard from Allison, uh, including, I guess, uh, Budapest in Prague. Was that mm-hmm. right? So yes. can you explain some of your experiences traveling to Europe and what were some of your favorite destinations and experiences there?
0: Uh, hands down, Prague is my favorite place so far that I've been. Yeah. And, and I mean, you. I've I've had a few travels even before I met him to Europe. Uh Um, But that it was, it was just like magical. You know, you you said something about Disneyland earlier. (laughs) And I'm like, it's kind of like Disneyland. It's magical. It's, Uh It's just everywhere you turn your head. It's just, oh, I need a picture of that. I need a picture of that. It's, it's just the architecture, the colors, the, um, I don't know. Just
3: everything Every, about everything
0: it. about it and and the food actually there was was yeah. was really good too. So um yeah no I I loved Prague.
2: Yeah, I did too. I I really do think and the interesting thing about Prague is there's so much history there. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think it was just like Jill said for me it was everywhere I looked was a picture. You know, I had to take a picture of everywhere that I looked didn't matter if I was just turning a quarter of a turn I was like oh I gotta have a picture of that oh I gotta have a picture of that so it's it's definitely someplace that I think you know as far as European trips go I think it's fairly affordable compared to we also went to um, Venice Vienna Vienna excuse me and uh, Vienna and we also went to Amsterdam oh, and right. I, yeah so you know I really thought that Amsterdam would be like that's where it was going to be so amazing. And it's absolutely beautiful, really cool place. But Prague is just something that you just don't see. I mean, you know, we think we have history in the U S because we go back to the 1800s or something. And then you go over there and you're like, wow, we have no history in the U S. So it's, it's really, it's just uh, something that I think if people can do it, it's, it's very interesting. I think, the other thing that I really liked was we went to like a communist, we learned a lot about communism and we learned a lot about sort of how it was with, with uh, you know, the Iron Curtain and Russia, the, the U.S. SR and, and just all a lot of how that history was. And that was really fascinating to compare that to what we have in the U.S. And you kind of really get a different perspective and so I think it, it it just brings it back to you how blessed and lucky we are to live here. Um, you know, just from a governing and just different things, as bad as it might seem, we're just really lucky.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. That it sounds very wonderful. I, I, everything you've already described about the various countries you've gotten to visit. Uh, I, I'm not sure if you remember Shelly and Jane Strong, who were here in Upland with us a, a couple of years oh, ago. Yeah. Okay. There were guests of mine about a month ago and they got to go to Paris and they told me about their experiences Mm -hmm. in Paris. So from everyone who's been to Europe, any country in Europe, they've had just nothing but wonderful things to say. So I know Allison would probably love to take me someday because I've never been. (laughs) Uh,
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, um, it just, you know, it, it makes you want to travel even more, Mm -hmm. but it also just opens your eyes to so many things, you know, when, Uh, I mean, even, even with us moving around the United States, I feel like it's opened our eyes up to, you know, what it's like in other places. I mean, um, and just what's out there in the world. And also that people are just people, even if you don't speak the same language. I mean, that was one thing I thought a lot about while we were over there, even though we don't speak the same language and we have different culture, we're still all, you know, just people living our lives. We all want to be happy. We all want the same things Um, that we have a lot in common, even though it might not seem so on the, on the surface.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Oh, go ahead, Rich. I'm sorry. Well, I
2: was just going to say, you know, one of the other things about like, when we moved around the country, I think was for our kids, you always think, oh man, they're not going to have their family around them, you know, their cousins and their uncles and aunts and their grandparents. And, Well, that's true. I think that for our kids, it was such a I really think it was a blessing in in our lives because we all had to kind of rely on each other and you kind of come closer together as a family. So a lot of times people are really hesitant, I think, to up and move because they don't you know, it pushes you and it does. It pushes you out of your comfort zone. (laughs) <laughs> but I think that it's really kind of cool because some of the best memories that Jill and I have are of living in these other places and the friends that we we made, the things we got to go see and do, and just really, we, we talk about it even still about how great those experiences were and where we went. So, you know, I, I think it's really something that people kind of lose sight of how big the world is and how much there is to see and, and learn about.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, it's a very uh, well, well well put. I don't think I could say it better myself. So, so thank you again for sharing your experiences uh, with what you've learned visiting European nations. Uh, I want to shift gears a little bit to the Disney parks like we talked about in the beginning of the show. So it's fun to see that you both enjoy going. Uh, Allison and I are big fans as well. We have the, the annual passes and it's just so much fun uh especially at this time of year when you get to see it decorated with all the the Christmas decorations it's just really great and Allison also mentioned to me that you both have had the opportunity to visit Disney World so mm-hmm. I wanted to have uh get your your take on both parks like how you enjoy it, particularly at Christmas time and I guess maybe like the pros and cons of uh, both parks for Disneyland and Disney World well <laughs>
3: I'm
0: actually I'm I'm not an expert but I I do think I'm very biased.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean having a pass for Disneyland, you know, being able to go as you know you get to go so many times and you really get to know the park. Um we've been to Disney World, oh I don't know, probably over the years, I want to say three or four times. Um but we went there, you know, and we've been there recently as well. Um and I really he was he was on a work uh he was at seminar. So he went one day with me. And then, and then another day I went all by myself and I thought, I'm going to go to the magic kingdom and I'm going to go on every ride that I can. And I'm going to compare, you know, I'm going to compare Disneyland versus Dis- you know, magic kingdom at Disney um, world. And I gotta say, I mean, I just uh, Disneyland to me is just hands down the, the better, the better of the two. Um, but like you said, there's pros and there's, there's, cons. So while Disney world is giant and they have all these different parks, um, so there is a lot to do. And there are some things there that we don't have here. If you're trying to go and fit a lot of things in, I mean, you have to, I mean, obviously you have to stay for days and days because it's really hard to like jump back and forth between parks. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really hard to do that. And because of that, I feel like you can kind of go to one park per day. And when you only go to one park, you're only getting a fraction of what you would get if you went to Disneyland and California Adventure, because everything's so close together and it's in both of the parks. Does that make make sense?
1: Yeah, it absolutely does. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I mean, so there's that. (laughs) Um, and, And then I feel like a lot of the rides at Disneyland are are better um just that's my personal preference Mm -hmm. um so i kind of i i I don't know i'm a fan of disneyland (laughs) more than i'm a fan of disney world i don't know Though we like
2: going to disney world but definitely disneyland is is the place yeah yeah yeah
0: and we and we were there at christmas time one time too Mm -hmm. and of course you know it was a little bit different because it was during COVID. Uh-huh. So, they just didn't have every. You know how everything was just modified during during COVID. But we did go over Christmas time, um, in the middle of COVID, probably at the height of COVID. <laughs> when when Disney when Disneyland was closed uh-huh. and Disney World was opened, so uh-huh. we went. And also, my sister lives in Orlando, so that's like another you know reason to to be to be over there. But um, which is great, yeah. but. Um, and I mean, things were a little different because it was, was COVID or whatever, but they still, you know, the decorations, the, the whole being there at Christmas time was amazing. Just like it is here. It's just, you know, it just puts you into the Christmas spirit for sure. I
1: love it. It does. Yeah. Even for just like little things, how they, uh, you know, transform, uh, it's a small world. Uh, our Avery absolutely loves it when we go on that, ride. We can yes. go on that over and over again and just be happy. So. Yes,
0: but now here's the thing: Disney World, they don't do that.
1: Oh, really? Huh?
0: Yeah, they don't. Cha- they don't. They don't change Haunted Mansion, oh. and they don't. Yeah, they don't Christmas up their their rides like uh-huh. like they do here. So that's another reason why I'm like Disneyland. It's got the <laughs> it, it, it's it's definitely got the advantage. But. Yes.
1: <laughs> very <laughs> yeah. cool. Very cool. So I guess kind of random question for you, Rich: Do you have a favorite <laughs> ride at Disneyland? One that you particularly enjoy going on?
2: Boy, that's a tough one. We, we, we ask each other this question a lot and when we have people come and I think for me, it's pretty much any of the roller coasters. I really like, um, big Thunder Mountain quite a bit and, uh, Credit Coaster, pretty amazing. Any of the big rides like that, I really like. So we both were just, Guardians is awesome. (laughs) We love that one. So we, we really enjoy the kind of thrill rides. Um, so we we try to hit those as often and as much as we can.
1: Oh, okay. Very good. Very good. Have you had a chance to go on the the Rise of the Resistance yet? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Good, good. Yeah, yeah. we we went one time yeah. where we got yeah. sitters. So so no kids, just Allison and I, and we were able to oh, go awesome. it. it. was such a blast. It was really fun. Yeah,
0: super yeah.
1: cool. Yeah, so as much as I love bringing the kids and seeing how happy they are, it is kind of nice to have that <laughs> night with just uh, Allison and I. <laughs>
0: Oh, yeah. definitely. We've taken our grandkids there, and it's a whole different experience. <laughs> mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. love it because it's fun to see them so excited. But at mm-hmm. the same time, when we go alone, man, we just run in there and hit, we, we get on all kinds of rides because it's yeah. you know, much faster. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> so, so we'll give you another Disney story. So when we were over, because my company that I work for now is mm-hmm. based in Tokyo. So we had gone oh. over there. So we'd gone over there for a business meeting. And uh, Jill came with me. And so, of course, you know, Disneyland, Tokyo Disneyland. Uh-huh. So we weren't planning on We that, weren't right? planning, but we got there and they had a, a um, typhoon. typhoon. And so we were stuck there uh-huh. for like nine days and we couldn't get out. Oh, no. But, you know, after it passed, everything opened back up. So we went to Disney Sea. So we're like two little kids because we're there and we're like, <laughs> we're, we're like freaking out. We're like, we're in Tokyo i went to disneyland what the heck how is this impossible so we they do a rope drop and so like we we moved pretty quick when we got up there and they did this sort of i don't know if they call it a rope drop there i can't remember but it's like it opens and then and we were moving pretty good we were kind of doing our little run to get there like two little kids so it was fun but but it's yeah any chance we get we we do something disney <laughs> oh very good very good now, have you gone to Tokyo many times then um been I've been there twice okay yeah just I just I
0: just went with him once and then
2: COVID hit. since
0: COVID he hasn't gone back for work so I'm oh, okay. hoping that'll happen again right. at some point and I can tag along <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: <That'll> <laughs> that's be an fun,
0: amazing though. place too it's an amazing place too
2: it is
1: yeah that's what <laughs> another friend of mine who's a previous guest on the podcast mentioned that so Tokyo yep. definitely really cool destination as well mm-hmm. um, I wanted to shift out to, to Christmas specifically so uh, I mean you have uh, four kids is that right Three. Oh, three, three. okay and how many grandkids
0: we have five and one on the way
1: oh congratulations very nice very nice so and I'm assuming the kids are also spread out throughout the country is that right mm-hmm.
0: Well, they are all, I mean, they're all in different states, but they, but they are over here on this side of the country. So.
1: Oh, okay. West coast.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We've got one in Oregon, one in Washington and one in Utah.
1: Oh, okay. Okay. So it's good that you don't have to travel too far to hopefully get everyone together. So, but I wanted to ask us, what was maybe your favorite memories from, I guess, maybe from childhood going all the way to, uh being uh, married a married couple to having kids and grandkids of uh, enjoying this, this wonderful season of the year that we have.
2: <laughs> so I think if I think about it, just from a, being a kid, you know, we always got one of the traditions that we had in our family was that every Christmas Eve, we, we would open two presents. One was always pajamas, always. So, you know, <laughs> like, Oh, we be, we got new pajamas. And then the other one was you could pick any present under the tree and unwrap it. And so that was always a big deal for us as kids. Um, and that that's kind of from a kid standpoint, what I remember probably the most, we did a lot of other things, I guess, but that's what I remember the most as a kid. What about you?
0: Yeah. And as a kid, one of the things that, that we used to do, I used to do with my mom and my sister. I mean, I had other, I had two brothers and, of course, my dad too, but I don't know, there was specifically my mom and my sister and I, we always picked somebody to do the 12 days of Christmas too. And so we would actually, it was so much fun because we would, we would actually do like, you know, a partridge in a pear tree. And then we'd give them something that represented that, you know, or the 12, you know, I can't even think of five golden rings. We'd give them five donuts or, you know, like glazed donuts. Anyway, (laughs) and we We would leave it at their door stop. And we always tried our very hardest for them not to know who we were. We wanted to do it totally anonymously. And I remember doing that with my mom for several years and that was a pretty fun uh, and great memory because we were also helping somebody out. So she was really, you know, teaching us about, you know, service and stuff too. So that was
1: awesome. Allison would love that. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah, for sure. So that's something that I remember as a kid.
2: And then I think when we kind of got married, I mean, I don't know that I really had, you know, till we got married and then Jill, the creative one, like all of a sudden our family has a hundred different tradition, <laughs> traditions that we do and they're awesome and fun and our kids love them. So for example, and I'll just tell you one and then Jill can tell you the other hundred, but <laughs> but the one that, that was really, really fun is that every Christmas Eve we get all our kids would would let them sleep together in the same room so they'd pick one of their rooms and then I'll go in there and they'd have a sleepover, and then we would put wrapping paper over the doorframe so that they would be inside with wrapping paper over the doorframe. Oh, so awesome! <laughs> then, so then, what would happen is then Christmas morning when it was time to get up and of course they would want to get up early. We would get up and we would put on was it Mannheim Steamroller? yeah there's a specific
0: yeah. song from Mannheim Steamroller. i think it's joy joy to the world yeah, joy to the world
2: <laughs> and so we would blast that thing like we would blast it crazy loud and then they would run through the paper so they would come bolting out of the room usually and they would decide okay you're the littlest you go first because they figured they'd break the, the wrapping bottom. paper at the bottom and then as they got bigger then they would jump through it and that became a tradition that we did for, for the entire time that they were little kids till they left. Till adults. Yeah.
0: Actually, so first I have to say there was a twofold, you know, reason for that. It was fun <laughs> for them, but it was also to keep them from sneaking out and digging around or looking at their presence in the middle of the night, right? So yeah. they were kind of trapped back in the room <laughs> and it was like, you can't, you know, and then, and then also they had to either call us. Well, let's see. Did we, do we have cell phones back then? No, but they well, had like walkie talkies um, yeah, or something. Intercom. They would have to call us in the morning mm-hmm. when they woke up um, and let us know. And then they knew they couldn't come running out until they heard the, that music playing. Right. So we had to get everything just so, and then they'd come running out. Um, but yeah, they even when our kids got married and they before they had kids or anything, they would come you know home for Christmas every other year, and um, we would make them and their spouses <laughs> run through the wrapping paper. <laughs> now we didn't make them all sleep in the same room, yeah,
3: yeah.
0: <laughs> but we'd make them go in the room, and we you know that morning, and then we'd put it up there, and we'd make their spouses run through it too. And then once they all started having kids, then of course their kids started. They're you know, all doing all, it. All all the grand the grandkids, if they were at our house, they'd run through it and and then they're doing it at their own homes now. So
2: oh. it's,
0: <laughs> it's just a just a fun thing.
2: Yeah, it, it okay. was fun. Everybody loved that.
0: Yeah. Oh, but- that,
1: that sounds really fun. Yeah. A great way to, I guess, do something funny that everyone's gonna remember and just uh I guess right. build uh, relationships together, which is really great, which you want to do at this
0: time mm-hmm. of year.
2: Oh, for sure for- um, no no, no. she got a few more um
0: yeah do you want oh yeah oh, absolutely
2: yes so
0: just- go ahead okay so another thing that we do uh, we usually have like our christmas meal or whatever on christmas eve and we had this thing called a uh, snowbank centerpiece and so we would of course everywhere we lived there was never snow. Like when my kid, we lived in Louisiana, there was no snow. So I would get like some kind of white, you know, material and make like, it snowed in the middle of the, of the table of our Christmas Eve dinner table. And then I would get just something small for each person in our family. And I would tie like a ribbon to it and I would hide it underneath the snow. And, um, they would each have a ribbon going to their plate. And so before we'd start eating. We would just do this big one, two, three, and they would pull their string and the snow would go flying and they would have their like little, I don't know, just fun little, it's kind of like a little gift, but something, you know, kind of small and, you know, cheaper or whatever. And, and that's, you know, something that, that we do whenever we're together still too. just another like little, you know, fun thing. Um, But here's something that's a little more um, again, service oriented or whatever that I tried to do with my kids. Um, we have, when they were little, we started out doing it and we kind of stopped after a while, but, but I had, um, I had this little, this star, it was a gold star and it was like on a stick. So it kind of looked like a wand. And what we would do is we'd say, this is, you know, this is a star. And what it's for is, you know, somebody starts out with it and you go and you do some kind of, sneaky service thing for somebody else in the family so like you know i might go in and make somebody's bed for them and then i would leave the star you know on their pillow and then they you know they'd see it and they'd be like oh you know that's great you did something for me and now i have to go do something for somebody else and then leave the star there and kind of passing it throughout the family just so we kind of felt that um you know that goodwill towards each other i guess at christmas time
1: oh wonderful that's really really cool very very special and really great mm-hmm. uh, i had a kind of a random question but it's in really it's still related to christmas uh so two mm-hmm. weeks ago i got to speak with one of my good friends about christmas movies which uh i'm assuming you guys enjoy as well uh do you have some of your favorites that you like to mention and then i guess maybe some of the non-traditional or the movies that are maybe uh like, they take place at Christmas time, but maybe don't necessarily have Christmas themes. Would you consider them to be Christmas movies as well? Like something like Gremlins or Batman Returns or Die Hard?
0: <laughs> not Die Hard. I, I'm, I, I know there's a debate on Die Hard. Yeah, it's yeah. a Christmas movie, but I'm like, no, it's not. Yes. It <laughs> I, 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 anyway. Um, well, as far as, like, family, like, I will say that our family was very much so into we have certain family movies that we Uh like. In fact, we have um, created sort of a little mini, you know, movie theater here at our house and we have posters up on our wall. Oh, awesome. um, Yeah. That kind of like movies that mean something to our family. Uh Uh, I would say probably when it comes to Christmas time, the one that meant the most was probably a Christmas story. That's actually Christmassy Uh was, was a Christmas story. Um, My one daughter, our one daughter, our oldest daughter, now hates that movie. The reason, let me tell you the reason why. Because you know the part in A Christmas Story where the kid gets his tongue stuck to the
1: oh yeah yeah icy
0: pole out on the on the playground. Well, she decided one day when she was a kid, ah, that's that's not real. You know, that's the movies. And she went into our freezer. Which was one of those old freezers that would kind of get frosted over, right? Like one of the old kind that you had to defrost all the time. And she said, I'm going to lick that and show you that your tongue does not get stuck to, to ice like that. Uh-huh. So she did it. And her tongue got stuck.
3: <laughs>
0: so, yeah. And so she was traumatized by that. <laughs> she now hates that movie but we all think it's hilarious. So we, (laughs) so so that would, that would be like an actual Christmas movie that I think sort of means something to our, our family, you know, growing, Mm -hmm. you know, as as they were growing up or whatever. Elf. Elf. Our kids really enjoy. Yes. Um, We always, when our kids got to a certain age, we would always go to the movies on Christmas day. Oh, good. That was another tradition, actually. Yeah. Well, and Thanksgiving Day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're weird yeah. like that. I, I mean, I'm <laughs> like, pro- we're probably the reason that people have to go to work at the movies and then it has to stay open <laughs> on the place, which is really sad. But, um, but we love the movies and we would usually go. So sometimes a Christmas movie, something that seems like a Christmas movie to us, only seems that way because we saw it on Christmas Day, you know, yeah, as a person. Yeah. But um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Any other movies I that come to mind?
2: I can't think of any. I mean, no.
0: There's one top There's head. one that I watch. He doesn't watch it with me, but one that I watch almost every Christmas because I don't know. It just reminds me of Christmas and that's Little Women
1: oh okay the 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 newer one or the one from the 90s
3: well with Ryder? well I
0: used to watch the one from the 90s with Winona Ryder in it uh-huh. that was the one I would repeatedly watch but uh-huh. I actually like the new one a lot too but, oh, I okay. been, but I haven't been watching that one the last few Christmases so I don't I, I don't know anyway it's not really a Christmas movie but it reminds me of Christmas
1: oh okay well, I mean, the conclusion that my friend and I came to is that if you if you enjoy it and it's, it's fun watching it any time of year, uh, my sister likes to watch Elf in the summertime, so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, but, oh, yeah. <laughs> why
3: not?
1: <laughs> very good, very good. Well, that was pretty much all the talking points that I had tonight. Uh, Jill, Rich, did you have anything else you wanted to mention or discuss with either travels or, or work-related or anything related to Christmas with your family? Hmm.
2: Um... Just that it's a, I think, you know, overall, it's such a great time. And I think as, at least for me, as I've gotten older and as I've kind of, it seems like I get sucked into the work a little too much Mm -hmm. and you kind of lose that exciting time when your kids are sort of out of the house, Christmas is really different. And so I think you have to really focus on and with like real intention, you have to think about what you're going to do. And what you want to do and how you stay in that Christmas spirit. And I think one thing that that, um, you know, Jill does that has really kind of rubbed off on me is we listen to um, to Christmas songs on the radio that Coast 103.5. They just play Christmas songs. That's all they play. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I am like a total kind of grunge rock kind of guy. (laughs) That's like what I listen to. Uh-huh. And, and but during the Christmas season, I put that aside and I just listen to Christmas music. And so it's it's kind of fun and it kind of helps you sort of stay in that Christmas spirit. And uh, so I don't know, that's something else that I think is, as is, is I've gotten older, I really find I have to work harder to really enjoy the Christmas season. Not that I dislike it, but that it just you kind of it kind of loses some of its magic because of you know, you don't have the kids around as much. So right. it's really like, I mean, I'm we're, we're going to be going to our daughter's house. I'm so excited because then you get back into it, the kids and they're just energy and stuff. So I think it's, we got to really find a way to make Christmas special.
0: And we try to still do, um, not always good at it, but we try to keep You know, do things that are Christmassy, even though we don't have the kids here at home. Yeah. You know, like uh, make an effort to be like, okay, we're gonna go see some Christmas lights. You know, we're gonna go. You know, because you don't have the kids. You know, (laughs) excitement about it. Um, But I still love. I mean, we're we're still like kids, right? Well,
3: that's true. I mean,
0: we're old kids. (laughs) Yeah. But uh, obviously, we we like Disneyland. So, Um, but but you know, we we set time aside to make sure that we do some Christmassy things um just to remember you know that that christmas that, get that christmas spirit and remember um you know what christmas is all about
1: so yeah oh yeah yeah absolutely absolutely it's uh it's wonderful to see you guys making the efforts to do that and then also for you to open up your home for, for guests that just have a party and have fun which again mm-hmm. is a really <laughs> a great <laughs> thing to do like you know just get together with family and friends and just have fun yeah. and laugh yeah play games uh and then do what we can to help others who, who need help too so yeah, yeah i definitely love this time of year and i think it's been uh really great for allison and i to have kids uh we're i guess probably another 20 years or so until both kids are out of the house but uh, <laughs> but again well, yeah you sometimes
0: never know sometimes they never leave no <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's true that's true but uh yeah it, it's been wonderful and uh for me and it's been I am, i'm assuming wonderful for you guys as well to be parents and grandparents and just to absolutely. enjoy the christmas season and to reflect on uh, our savior and everything that, that comes with as well so absolutely, absolutely.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: oh very cool well Jim, rich thank you so much for giving me your time tonight i hope you both have a very merry christmas enjoy your time with family and thank you for joining me on this podcast Thanks, Albert.
0: Yes, thanks Thanks. for having us. Appreciate you, buddy.
1: You're welcome. Okay, so have a good night, and you've been listening to the Cast for Fun podcast. Thanks, everybody.